Football, baby! All right, episode 49 is kicked off. Here we are, Travis, just a few short days away from the NFL draft. It's it's that time. It's what we've been starting all of our episodes off with, and it feels great um, just because there hasn't been a chance for me to lose. And (laughs) everyone's, everyone's winning. And it's my favorite. So here we are. And my question to you, Travis, is how jacked are you? How are you feeling right now? I My excitement comes from it being the first time I'm paying attention to the NFL draft very, very closely. I usually oh. just kind of wait until it's over and then go back and see what happened. But now I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be part of the crew that is TV on. Can't wait to see what the next pick is. Texting the group, talking on Twitter. It's going to be a different experience for me this year. As our yeah. listeners know, as you know, I have not been a fan of taking rookies. So the fact that I'm now forced to pay more attention to rookies is interesting to me to see how much the situation will affect the production of these guys. Uh, yeah. They're not just prospects. All of a sudden, it's real. They have a home. And then all yep. the trading starts, which I really like, yeah. obviously. I mean, a couple points to that. One, it gives you a couple things to run off of. Hope being one of them for me. Potential. They're both hell of a drug. Uh, but I, I'm glad to see that you're you're more interested in the draft. It's honestly what's, what's really gotten me into a, more of a robust um, football journey, if you will. It really just it kind of helps split up the the drudge or the whatever you want to call it, the monotony of not having football. And I love that. It's a big spectacle. It's a huge event. I used to take work off for. The, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, I always have a draft party. You I do this. Yeah. I, I invite people over, you know, I, I told my family, I'm like, look, I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Uh, you guys can come over if you want. I'll have food. Just stop on by, but this is what I'm doing. It's such a it. good time, and you know what? It's valuable for. Is that all just a first round thing or or a no. three day long event? No, uh, it's <laughs> hibernation. Is like see y'all in a week. <laughs> it's the first two days for sure. Um, the fifth and sixth. Like, do the, you sleep in between rounds? Is there like a rest period? Yeah, yeah. Just typing away like reactions nonstop for six hours. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Honestly, it's a lot of note taking. It's my my fiance was she was exposed to it the first time last year. And she's like, you're ridiculous. She's like, she's like, are these guys any good? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> We're about to find out. <laughs> We're going to find out though. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a lot of fun. And there are, look, there's just so much value, even in a, a quote unquote bad year, you know, it, it, that's what a whole bunch of people have been talking about. This is a bad draft. You know, there's still so that's much something value. that I wanted to ask you about. While there's value, the fact that it's consensus is that it's a a down year, a bad year. Right. Is that something that we'll look back on in a few years and say, oh my gosh, the overpaying that happened in the 2022 draft that week because people got so excited when the talent wasn't there, people treated them like 
they were so much better than they were just because that was all there was? Yeah, kind of. Because you know what? We're in the that media cycle right now where you have the the rumors. You have the, oh, this team could move up. This team is looking to move back. You know, that's what builds the intrigue over each pick. And when you get guys, I mean, look, I I don't know better than than you or, or someone else to to say what what of it is you know bs or what if it's true but i'll tell you that that's what builds this huge dramatic storyline that they're trying to sell in terms of like like last year it was supposed to be mac jones and then his his fall all the way down to 15 i think you're gonna see some of that but not to the same degree because you like the quarterback position like for fantasy's sake you're probably not going to see a lot of dramatic, dramatic falls. I think, you know, a lot of the most fantasy relevant guys, Brees Hall, you know, Traylon Burks, we're all expecting them to, I mean, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, probably not going to be selected on the first day of the draft, you know, unless there's some huge surprise. So are people going to freak out? That's what I'm trying to say from a fantasy perspective, because that's where my brain is so trained. I'm not sure. at the NFL actual team drafting mindset. Right. Fantasy wise, how many of these first round, these these one through twelve rookie draft picks would yeah. be first round picks next year? If they were to stay in college an extra year, oh, how many goodness. of them are still first round picks? Uh, compared to next year? Uh yeah. Like how many tough. of this of this first twelve guys that are gonna be you have to take them in the first twelve this year. Yeah, I mean, I probably if they were to all stay until next year, everybody you combine this year and 2023, how many are still the first round? I'd probably four or five, maybe. Okay, so it's Uh, not horrible. It's not. I mean, look, that's probably being generous. I mean, that I look, I am all for the 2023 class, but I'm not going to sit here and say that just because everyone looks great doesn't mean things are going to fall off. We were all in the dynasty community so sure that Spencer Rattler was going to be the number one quarterback, and guess where he is? He's no <laughs> longer on Oklahoma, and he's not even coming he's out. He's playing this year. somewhere. Yeah, he's he's going to be thrown to a bunch of a bunch of uh, South Carolina guys. So, that, look, the NFL comes at you fast. Things, um, yeah, things change quick. Yeah, but there so is... it's not just recency bias that these guys are... no are being traded for what they're being traded for. They it's you, good. Look, you also have a whole year to adjust if you miss. Yeah. Time. And you know what? A week from now, that's when people are going to be going absolutely nuts. When yeah, everyone's talking wait. about, Oh, the Falcons are looking to move ahead of Carolina. And you know, someone who in your league loves the Falcons, like I'll give you two first round picks for Malik Willis, just the chance. And you take that, you take that 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's my favorite time of year. So I'm excited. here we are. Yeah, but I feel like a rookie. I'm a rookie in this process, and I, I, I've got the so jitters, fun, man. Somebody pick you me. You should. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely should be excited, man. And we had some other big news today. Yeah, big for news. sure. You know we what? Don't know what the news is yet, but it's something. Exactly. We know it, this is essentially someone telling us that there's going to be news. Um, What we're talking about is Debo Samuel coming out and requesting a trade. I'll be honest with you, Travis. It's one hundred percent real. Um, I think he's going to be gone. I'd say he's within gone. Probably... You're you're not calling the bluff. You're saying it's it's real. No, he's he's absolutely gone. Um, well, it makes sense. Uh, hearing a lot of the narrative, they use him as a 
running back and a wide receiver in, in terms of longevity and what it, at the end of the day, this is a career. This is a short lived career for a lot of these guys. And you want to make the most money and play the longest that you can. And playing running back in this league does not bode well for that. So I don't blame him. He wants to be used as a wide receiver. And I don't think the 49ers care about what he wants. They want to use him how they see as useful. So I don't blame him. He's essentially saying you're not going to shorten my career without paying. Exactly. Why wouldn't he? You know what? And they're going to trade him. I mean, my pick is the. My pick is probably look. My dark horse sleeper is the the Patriots. I I don't know if that's that's realistic, but you know how many Devontae Parker fans are just going to be heartbroken. Look, man, they've already they've <laughs> been heartbroken. <laughs> they've been they've been heartbroken for years. No. Man. He had that one good year, and then they're like, hey, he <laughs> went back to he went back to eating candy already. <laughs> like, come on, man, put the skills He's not down, that dude. <laughs> Cabbage Patch Kids will be there after you're done. So but, Debo uh, will be a landscape mover. Do you think yeah, they wait until... Sure. I, I made this joke on Twitter today, and I didn't word it as a joke, but those who have followed us for long enough know when I'm being real or fake. So I said, if you're San Francisco, are you waiting until you are on the clock in the draft to say Debo and this pick are both on the block and then using your full your full time? No, because apparently that's how you get max value <laughs> not of your, NFL, your on the clock pick. Not in the NFL draft. Not All right, you got five draft. minutes. <laughs> uh, if I'm them, I mean, look, they've got needs. They need they need. Um, look, I, I think it's not crazy to think that they could trade up into the first round. You know, they can get a first round and probably a, a couple mid round picks for Debo, because looking at what Tyreek Hill brought, he brought a first. Um a couple more picks and then like a fourth and a sixth round next year. I think that they could be the target. I think look, Debo could be a Philadelphia Eagle. You know, he could go to the saints. Um, they're, they have a bunch of cap. Oh, Taysom would hate that. It, well, Taysom's a tight end. <laughs> um, so that's, that's Taysom's not something like, I'm, no, it's like, I'm never going to get any targets now. We don't um, need two of me. But I don't know where he's he's going. All I know is that trading him into the first round where you can get max value seems to be the move. I think, think it happens before up. the draft. Yeah, yeah, I think he's gone. Um, I think he's so gone. This is coming quick. Yeah, because you maybe I I'd say yeah, I'd probably say it's like seventy thirty that he goes before the draft because I could see scenarios both ways, but before the draft. Let's them position a little bit more. Honestly, maybe helps them recoup a little bit more. Um, it's tough, especially when a, a player comes out and says that I want out of here. It really gives the team a lot less leverage. I don't think he's going to get Tyreek Hill price. They don't necessarily even have to trade him, but I think he will yeah. be gone. Yeah, for sure. Um. Okay, so let's quickly say hypothetically he goes to the Jets because they had been very vocal about we want to go get a top weapon. Sure. If he does, mm-hmm. does that bump Zach Wilson up into your top 12 to 14 range? No. No. Uh, it, it bumps him up. Don't get me wrong. But he right now, he's sitting at like 26 for me. Um, Whoa. Yeah. So that's earth shattering. I don't know how I feel about that. My stomach just dropped yeah, all the way through I mean, this chair. I do not like <laughs> Zach Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson with the addition of Debo, you don't think beats out Kirk Cousins next year? No, no, Ooh. 
Um, might have a little bet coming if that happens. I like it. Zach Wilson is, he's got so much to prove to me. Like, is it the uh, headband? You don't like it? It's the headband. It's the Jordan logo. It's somehow (laughs) like, he looks like, he looks like the stunt double in like a Benjamin Button film. I don't know. He just looks, he looks like his nickname should be the Konami code with the headband. I don't know. I, the headband just brings me back to like a Jim McMahon kind of thing. I don't know who wears a headband in football. You know, like <laughs> I, like Justin Fields wears one, so I can't. It's really a fashion play. statement. It's a fashion. It, it statement. for sure is. But you know what it's else? It's a Drew is? Holiday like, type thing. Being like the worst quarterback in the league, I think that's more of a fashion statement for him right wow, now. Wow, that's ridiculous. Um, I mean, ev- moving everybody on wants, since he's yeah. not a Jet yet, but when he is, if he is. <laughs> We should have a debate on that because I love it. I love debate. That's going to be a very hot topic. What do we got next? Some, I guess, a little bit more rookie draft pick value. This was For a sure. question that I wanted you to kind of teach me about. Okay. Um, because I think of fantasy from a current player's first mindset. Right. As right. I've said many times, you have the ability to balance players that are not in the NFL yet with current players. So. A question for me is, where is the tier break when you are willing to take the 101, 102, 103? When you're willing to to accept that level pick, Mm -hmm. what kind of receiver or running back are you willing to give up for those guys, for for that level pick in this year's draft? In this year's draft, I feel like there's even a huge tier break. It's 101 and then a huge jump because – I view the one-on-one, obviously, let's just call it what it is. I, it's Brees Hall, and he is like I, – I, I value him very similarly to an Austin Eckler, a DeAndre Swift. Um, so he's that good. It, it's tough because – If somebody offered you Brees Hall for DeAndre Swift, you would take it? Uh, If someone offered me that? I'd, I'd probably want a little bit more. I'd ask for it. I wouldn't do it straight up because, you know, landing spot and uncertainty and all this other good stuff. Okay. Like if he goes to the Ravens, which absolutely makes me throw up in my mouth. Um, absolutely. He's, an, he's a top 12 running back for you in a good spot. He's next easily, year. easily. Yeah, easily. Okay. Because he's going to demand that much work. Over, over an ETN. Yeah. Yeah, I've got him over ETN. Leonard Fournette. Yep, we're not talking. We're not talking dynasty here. Well, I guess we have to because you're trading rookies. So, sure. what what about just twenty two, twenty twenty two alone? If he lands in a good spot mm-hmm. for one season, look, even if he lands in a ETN, bad spot, even if he lands in a bad spot, uh, if, oh well, if you're talking just for twenty two, um, yeah. like redraft. I would probably take ETN. I mean, give me like a bad spot. Like if he goes, let's say doomsday scenario, like like I said, he goes to the Chargers. Like I'm probably still taking ETN. Um, okay. Just volume. Well, this um, is going to be a fun game here in about 10 days. Yeah, absolutely. I, I All right, what it. about receiver-wise? Receiver-wise, oh, goodness. Uh, it's like playing Russian and let's take Let's take Brees out of the question. So yeah. now you're at 102, 103. Are you willing to take one of those top, those two second or third overall pick in the rookie draft over guys like Pittman, Elijah Moore, Godwin, Devontae Smith? Mm, Is there anybody other than Brees that you would take over those guys? Maybe over, 
maybe over Godwin because I don't know when he's going to come back. Um, but everyone else in redraft, yeah, in redraft, yeah. Oh, in redraft, I'm taking all of them over uh, any of the the prospects in this draft because landing spot. Um, any I don't I I couldn't tell you who's going to bust this year. I really couldn't. Yeah. Um, I it could be I, my heart is telling me Traylon Burks. My heart is also questioning Drake London a little bit. Uh, I I don't know. And that's what scares me. Like I've got the one Oh one and one Oh two in one draft. And I'm sitting here thinking usually like there's a a dynamic quarterback. You're thinking Olave. No, bro. I'm, I'm thinking, (laughs) I'm thinking no wide receivers and probably just either Malik Willis or Kenneth Walker, or I trade the pick, (laughs) you know, um, so you're going to wait until the day before or the day of and try to sh- try to shop that. Uh, I might wait until if one of them look if the Chiefs draft a wide receiver and they'll obviously do that, in my opinion, before Kenneth Walker gets drafted. Um, if the Chiefs draft a wide receiver, I'm like shopping that pick all over the place. Like, oh, man, come get your guy. Or if the Packers do or if someone trades up. Um. But you're gonna wait until the draft NFL draft. Is oh happened. yeah, while the draft is okay. going, that's okay. that's when you get your most explosive jump in value. Everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, this is so exciting!" And then, awesome, that's great. Give me your house. Okay, so there's not outside of Breeze. There's not a guy you would consider taking inside of the top over one of the top fifteen receivers no. or running backs no. currently. Okay, no, I don't see anyone I jumping agree. up right now. All right, here's a controversial player. Uh, currently, okay. maybe he shouldn't be, given he is a former champion and has great hair. Okay. Um, that's an objective objective opinion there. <laughs> is it going to be ugly again for Trevor Lawrence, or have you seen enough with all of the moves by the Jaguars that he will have an okay to pretty decent 2022, and you can finish it with Trevor Lawrence versus Zach Wilson if you'd like. You can not mention Zach Wilson's name again. Oh, man. You You know, (laughs) uh, speaking of throwing up in my mouth, um, (laughs) look, between you and me, this is what kind of got me off of Twitter for a little bit. I had to take a break because the vitriol that you – I didn't expect to get this kind of reaction. I didn't think that saying that Trevor Lawrence is still a better prospect than Zach Wilson, I didn't think that that was a – a huge crazy take but the zach wilson twitter crowd is a wild bunch and (laughs) everyone's like he's got mahomes like traits i'm like because he played in college like the people that are out on trevor lawrence are way out way out and it just it throws me off like don't get me wrong i'm i'll i'll sit here and i will admit because i am high on trevor lawrence still i have gotten absolutely roasted for trades i have made um I still think he's going to be, and the the history of high-end quarterback prospects who have broken out after having a crappy rookie season supports me here. Like, he could still, I still think his range of outcomes falls, you know, he could still be a Matt Stafford plus. He can still be a, I'd even throw, he could still be Andrew Luck. You know what? He can still be, I still think he can be the quarterback one on a year. Um in the future, but people want to run him off because he had, is it, is it stretching it too much to say the worst head coach in all of football, probably in the last 10, 15 years. 
No, I don't think that's unfair. He had a terrible situation, and I'm not even taking all the responsibility off of him, but he's he had one of the worst offensive lines. The defense was stopping no one. He had like one of the highest pressured um, passing rates of the entire league. But you also look at like, th- you know, stats like money throws, you know, throws that that are you know, either clutch or require a lot of athleticism to make. And he top five in that category. People want to call him like this game managing quarterback. But the dude also ha- he was top 10 in air yards. And then you look at other so it's a these- false narrative. It is a false narrative. It's to the extent of people think that there's no way because he had this season that he could get better. But the dude was also top 10 in passing attempts as a rookie. He did have the most interceptable passes in the league. I'll give you that. Um, But again, would you say it's more Christian Kirk and Zay Jones fault that people have not bought into year two T law more so than it is actually trevor lawrence's fault that's a good question i think so because people look people at people are like was, oh he sucked year one it's like oh look what he got versus he was what everybody throwing, else got. he was throwing to jamal agnew okay yeah he, but i feel like that's almost the same reaction that people are going to say he's throwing to zay jones yeah he'll have christian kirk who's actually he's actually he's better I than you like it's lawrence's fault i feel no. like people are just there's no buzz there. It's like you made your moves and it didn't help your guy. No, you have a team that essentially burned their their first round pick last year uh, because he was injured. Okay, he's going to have weapons this year. That's what I'm trying to get at. I'm not sitting here there's, saying there's that he... two moves. There's there's two additions to the Jaguars mm-hmm. that you have pointed yep. out to me that are far more important than Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. Expand yep. on those and why that's more important. Well, well, it depends on who you're talking about. Are you talking about ETN? Because there's one. ETN is going to be, I don't think people realize how big of a factor ETN is going to be. Not just yeah. the chemistry that they had in college, but ETN is such a dynamic athlete and can do a litany of things. He'll be a, a, the check down guy. You know, um, he, can, he can be split out wide. This is also going to be an RPO style offense, which he's used to in college. This is something he's not going to be relying on these quick bubble screens and these concepts. I went back and watched. I've watched this season twice now, the all 22 version and the concepts that urban Meyer was trying to implement do not work in the NFL. Okay. The spacing was terrible. The wide receivers often ran routes that didn't make sense. And it just, you're going to see that much more improvement, I think, from a, a proven head coach like uh, Doug Peterson this That's year. The second piece, yeah. And you're gonna. It's like you've got the leader now. You've got the guy, the adult in the room who can take on a lot of the brunt of the team. He can lead them while Lawrence learns. So we'll see. I I think that this is going to be a big improvement. I'm not sitting here saying. Lawrence is going to be a top five guy this year, but I don't think that top 12 is completely out of the category, out of the realm of possibility, given that he is mobile ran for over 300 yards last year. And he is still a dynamic. No, it's not. People assume like he is. I would not be shocked if he ran for 500 yards. No, neither would I like, yeah. Given that offense, 
and again, you want to do Zach Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence. Fine. He's more mobile than Zach Wilson. Okay. Yeah. They, they like to, they both like to air it out. It's I think just not Zach, frantic. He just takes no. what he can get. I think Zach Wilson will have better weapons than Trevor Lawrence next year. I think Trevor Lawrence will probably quiet a lot of the doubters when they're like, oh, wow, he was able to put up, you know, 4,600 yards this year and he put up 28, 29 touchdowns. And wow, wait until this draft when they get him a wide receiver. I think that's going to be the narrative next year is wow, wait until they get him that true number one option. Then we'll see what he does. I think if it's he's throwing really for 4,600 yards, somebody's going for 12 or 1,300. Who is that? Christian Kirk. 1300 yards. I don't think 1300. I don't think I don't think 1300. I think you're going to see somebody probably... has to have a huge number like that that we don't expect cuz 46 is yeah. I think Matt Stafford just threw for 48. Yeah. I you know what 46 is probably up there. I don't I'll have to look at what I have him projected at um cuz it's just rough right now. Uh I usually do that. I usually want to do that after the draft right now. Um Okay. But I think probably 40 Two forty six hundred in between there somewhere. Um, okay. I think that's fair. I will take his total yards to be there. Okay. Oh, okay, that's fair. In- okay. Include the rushing. I think if he sure. if he throws for thirty nine or four and runs for three or four, I think he yeah. can hit that number. I'm excited. I'm excited about him. I think Zay Jones and all. I I think we might need to do a little stretch or something before the showdown that's about to take place. Okay. Tape up the hands. You know what? On you, the gloves. <laughs> you brought up a couple things, and and I don't necessarily know that I want to skip over it just yet. Okay. Um, but All you, right. Good. But you brought up a uh, one point that, um, you know what? We talked about the draft, and while we're kind of stretching for this this showdown that we're we're about to have, I'm getting uh, the smelling salts out. <laughs> yep. The there are still going to be some some value guys to look at in in fantasy. Um, I, I usually wait until landing spot to tell you exactly who I'm targeting. Um, but one of the guys I'll give you, I'll give you a name as we're preparing, um, a guy that I really like, and I think profiles well, and I think NFL teams are really liking him from what I'm seeing and hearing is Tyler Goodson from Missouri. Never heard of him. He is a name. He is a running back. He, uh, he does it all. He runs with patience. He had a mammoth um workload last year he was essentially their their entire offense um and you know what he played in the sec and he had success so i think not someone you're hearing a ton about but i think that he is someone who given the right role i'm not gonna call him an elijah mitchell or something like that he's his own guy but given that right situation if the jets don't draft anyone and they they draft this guy in like the sixth round Look for him to possibly be able to supplant a guy like Michael Carter. Um, he goes to the honestly, he goes to the Dolphins. Love it, love it. I think he could be, you know, the one B to like a Chase Edmonds. Hey, in let me ask you. You might have some information on this. Sure. In four leagues today, Chase Edmonds went on the trade block. Yep. Why? Why today? What happened? I don't think anything necessarily happened. Um, probably another it can't big be podcast. That, was it some tweet? Yeah. I mean, some podcast probably be. came out and talked to him. Chase Edmonds, I think a, a few people are probably coming around to the fact that Raheem Mostert is actually going to be a thing this year. I want um, no part of Chase Edmonds. I'm not buying him at all. I If I can get him cheap, 
Sure, because that offense. What's his role though? Oh, he'll be. We well, um... have Tyreek Hill and Waddle living at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Where is Edmonds? Where are those dump downs? Where are those screens? Why give it to Chase Edmonds when you've got Tyreek and Waddle doing the same thing? Sure. I mean, think of it like Raheem Mostert in his role, and then you got a guy like Chase Edmonds maybe coming in and playing like the Tevin Coleman-esque role in that offense. I okay. think I think there's some value there. I'm not going to call him like a top you know, 16 running back or anything like that. He's not going to be an RB1, or he'd probably be a low-end to mid RB2, 3. Um, Damian Harris, Kareem Hunt, Chase Edmonds. Oh, yeah, he's behind those guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, easily, easily. So he's, yeah, he's outside that top 20 to 25 then. Yeah, yeah, he'll be a running back three with running back two upside. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's where he lives. It's time for the showdown. Guy. It's time for nope, the showdown. Give me one more. No? I want one more. Oh, I'm going to make one? some trades. I want, I want one more sneaky guy. Because okay. every time you tell me about these guys, like Alec Pierce, yep, I leave the show and I go acquire them. And then like <laughs> four or five days later, the bigger shows, the bigger accounts on yeah. Twitter will put out threads about these guys. And they're four days late. And then people are sending me offers for them because I just got them for nothing. So give me one more guy to go get for nothing. Um. Okay. Well, another guy you can probably go get. Um. Now, this one is, he's not necessarily quiet like, um, you know, like a like a who we just talked about, yeah. But a guy that I think isn't talked about enough, and I think he's liked in the NFL a lot more than people are going to acknowledge. He's a quarterback, actually. Um, Carson's he's going Strong, to be a rookie. He's oh, going okay. to be a rookie. He's going to be a rookie. Carson Strong out of Nevada. Um. Look, there are some serious concerns about his knees. Um, but I think in the NFL, I think he's going to have a role. I expect him to be probably like a third or fourth round pick. And I think he's going to, he gives me like a, he could have that kind of role like a, I don't know, like a Kirk Cousins, you know, where he's a statue. He does not move at all, but he has a good arm. I think the NFL likes him a lot. And he's he's a guy that isn't talked about like one of these, you know, Sam Howells or Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett kind of guys. He's he's at the back. He doesn't offer a lot. Of, he's he's a solid. If you're in like a two quarterback lead league, I could you could probably take him in like the late second, early third round. And okay. he's someone that could be useful um, there. I mean, there are a lot of guys. Another guy I like gets a lot of talk, though. Damian Pierce, he's a running back. These running backs are deep. Um, if if I had to give another name, someone who I think has upside just watching his film, but I'm not sure the NFL values him like that is Dequandre White um, from South Carolina. He He's dynamic. He looks great on film. Um, I just don't know how much he's going to be able to improve in the time the NFL would need him to improve. Yeah, a little raw. Yeah, he's he's raw. He's he hasn't been playing um, the running back position very long, so he's someone that I would keep an eye on. Um, but I'll I'll have some more some more sleepers for you as the uh, the draft gets on, and I, I might be uh be live tweeting out some guys that I think that you should go like and it. target. All right, I'm ready for this. It's time. It is it's time. time, Travis. 
let me the, let me set the stage here real yeah, quick. Set us up before you introduce what we're debating. Okay, I would like to acknowledge that if I was a betting man, I would bet that your side in real life would win this this statistical competition next mm-hmm. year. However. I think it's going to be neck and neck down to the final week. And I think there are certain things that we will talk about here in a second that can give my guys the edge, but I do understand it's an uphill battle, not by much. And I think by halfway through the year, it could be an uphill battle the other way. So let's do it. I agree. So what we're going to be talking about here is something that's super exciting, super fantasy relevant. The depth, the, it's a very girthy argument right now. <laughs> um, we've got four huge names. Okay. Let's, let's go three huge names and then like a, a pretty large name. Um, we're debating disrespect out of the gate. I love it. The, the, what we're debating is the Rams and Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver duos of Cooper cup and newly acquired Allen Robinson, and then Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Travis absolutely loves Cooper Cup. He just had a billion targets and caught a billion and a half. And Allen Robinson just came off the worst season of his career, so why not go for him? Because he plays with Matt Stafford now, and that's the easily the best quarterback of his entire career. I, on the other hand... And leaning the Jamar Chase T. Higgins side. Now, what we're debating here, just to kind of give it some solid grounding. There's some, only one stat. One stat, and that's points. That's Fantasy points. points. Fantasy points. I think that Jamar Chase is primed for a wide receiver one overall year. And I don't think it's crazy. I look, get out of here with your Debo's, get out of here with your Devontae's, get out of here with your Tyreek's. It's not happening. He is in the same situation. And in, I will argue, and I don't think it's that close, that he's in a better situation that he than he was in last year. Um, another year with Joey B, another year in the NFL, um, better offensive line, a little bit more consistent, you know, ancillary pieces. I think that offense is primed to explode. On the other side, you have the Rams, and I'll just try and paint as rosy of a picture as <laughs> I can be. You know what? Okay. You don't because, have to do much, man. They're the world right. champs. They're the world champs that will not make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> no. no way. No, that, that's too much. That's too much. I okay. agree. That's too far. They'll make the playoffs. That division that's, sucks. It's gonna now. be it's gonna be a trash division. Um but they're they're not going to be the Rams from last year. One, Cooper Cup's not going to be who he was last year. I'll let you talk about what he did this year. Um, but disclaimer: I, we're not we are not predicting anything regarding injuries. No, that was something we talked about two days ago, where Dustin said there's a strong chance that Cup misses a game or two. I think that's fine because everybody usually sure. misses a game or two. If they play every game, that's an outlier for sure. Let's get into the numbers here. Do you want me to start and you have yeah. the rebuttal? Yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead. You uh, All right. Toss them out there. Here's what I have found when I started digging into what happened in Cincinnati. Jamar Chase 
had 81 catches. Yeah, he did. Cooper Cup had 145 catches. That's a lot. That is a 64 catch difference. So, let since we're just going alpha versus alpha in these combos to start out. Right. Obviously, Jamar Chase is more explosive and faster and will have longer touchdown and longer plays than Cooper Cup. I don't think it is enough to make up for the difference in volume. I agree 145 catches is probably not going to happen again. That was an absurd season from Cooper Cup. Right. Let's say he goes down to 120, 125 catches. That's fine. If he's doing that, he's still going to be in the 15, 16, 1650 range yards wise, which would still be more than what Jamar Chase just gave you. So then the counter to that would be Jamar Chase is going to have a more than 81 catches because I, I think he will. Yeah. For sure. How many more than 81 catches? And if he is going to bump significantly, does that leave room for T. Higgins to also bump significantly? Because Cooper Cup doesn't have to. He can come down and give those catches to Allen Robinson. Right. You need both guys to go up. Yeah. Is there I'm room? Yeah, absolutely there's room. Absolutely there's room. Um, is it, I mean, if you look at the offenses, the the Rams just came off. They, they both threw roughly the same amount of passes. I mean, they're the team pass plays per game. Um, we're almost identical. I think the, the Rams are like 16th per game or 16th and the Bengals are 17th, um, 2.8 more passes per game for Stafford. Right. So you're, you're not like equal yardage, um, per game for both of them too. Right. So pass plays per game. Great. Um, however, um, I think didn't I think Joe Burrow missed a game. I think Joe Burrow missed a game last year. Um, but either way, you're you're talking, you know, little stats right there. Right. My my main argument is going to come from the competition that couple have. I feel like points wise, you have to you have to look at it. Okay, he had what sixteen touchdowns last year. Right. Yep. Um, whereas that number, what have we talked about again and again and again about outlier seasons for wide receivers? You need that huge total, that huge spike um, to maintain that. You know, we haven't seen a target, um, a target haul like this since Michael Thomas. And it just, it, I don't think that's sustainable. And that's not even so much the argument. I think that you're going to have Allen Robinson and how many targets are we going to give Allen Robinson in that offense? I think, is it 120? Is it 130? Um, you know, is it so, more? I, what I did to answer that because I had the same question was I looked at when cup and woods were on the field together for the nine games that woods was healthy. Yeah. We don't have a previous year with Stafford. So I think mm-hmm. we can only really look at those nine games. His Robert Woods pace was Mm. 85 catches. Okay. So when you combine Cup with the pace that Woods was on, however, I mean, if Woods doesn't go down, Cup's not having 145 catches. So that's going to change that too. But I think 
those catches that Cup would not have would mm-hmm. probably go Woods' way to a certain extent. So roughly 230 combined catches was the pace that they were on. Right. Um, which is 75 more catches for sure than Chase and Higgins, which is a lot. So how many more catches? If, if Burrow and Stafford are almost identical in pass attempts, right? Per game, and that's a per game stat. Thirty-two point right. five per game. I did it over, including the game that he missed. So it, it's just mm. a per game. Less than three, fewer passes per game. So, how many more catches can you realistically give to Chase and Higgins over their eighty-one and seventy-four? Um. So I think I think you can give quite a few. Um. Like 40 I mean, more to chase. I don't think it's crazy to say that he could probably catch 30 more balls. Okay. You know, I think. Heck, I, you know what? It's, it's just, it's tough to say because what do I see his ceiling as? I mean, as a rookie, he had 130 targets, you know, like, so mm-hmm. can he get to, you know, 150, 160? I think it's probably, Absolutely. I think it's probably likely he gets there. Um, I think that a lot of it's going to be, um, you know, touchdown related. You know, he had, he had eight touchdowns, right? Um, if I remember, Chase actually, he had, 13, had 13, he had 13, yeah. 13 touchdowns. Um, so there's not a whole lot of fantasy yeah, points to make up ground touchdown. But here's, it's going to have thing. to be volume. Here's the thing. Like we're trying to say he's, he's got a catch more he's gonna have to reach what cooper cup did last year that's not even remotely true um no he doesn't he's got to get he, closer to him though to give Higgins I think, a chance for a i Robinson. think he will though i think i think even all right so let's give him even if you give him you know 25 more catches which i'm i'm not saying it's a given but i think it's it's well within his range of outcomes you give him you know what did he have? i'd be shocked he, if he did not catch 30 more than he did last year I mean, shoot, 1.3 a game. Sure, he can do that. His rookie year, he puts up 1,500 yards and 13 touchdowns. And it, and that's with a bad offensive line. That's with Joe coming back from, from injury. I mean, shoot, it, is there no range of possibilities where Joe puts up 50 touchdowns this year? He absolutely then, could. Stafford I mean, could, again, too. He had 42. For sure. Absolutely. That's within his range of outcomes. Um but we're talking about like the what are the the range of possibilities i like the offense more of of a of a Bengals team more than i'd like what's happening with um what's going to be happening with the rams i think they're going to be more and you know what that's actually an argument that i wanted to 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 talk about or a speaking point that i want to talk about is that the the game scripts for each of these teams wildly different yes you know um, Joe Burrow in in the the Bengals were in a lot closer games than the Rams were. Um, the Rams were often ahead. Were they coming the, from behind a lot more? A lot more. Um, Wouldn't that help them? It would. Yes and no. Um, so they were playing from behind a lot more. Um, I think you're gonna have more neutral game scripts with them, which it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be running more because 
um True. what Zach what what their their whole team structure had a lot of volume he was oh for sure a lot. they still exactly they still ran a lot um yeah. but they in passing or uh, neutral game scripts they pass so i think you're going to see less pressure on joe um looking at his numbers i mean he was still throwing it downfield he's just more careful i would say than matt stafford is which is good and in, in bad in terms of offensive weapons but getting into why I think that T Higgins is in Jamar Chase can outperform Coop and Rob Coop and Robinson um, is purely just because of where I see that offense progressing. I think that they've only gotten better in terms of the weapons and the supporting cast. Um, whereas the Rams lost a few good starting linemen um, to free agency and retirement. And I think you're you're going to be asking more, um, more of them. You're going to be asking them to repeat what they just did. And then mm-hmm. we haven't we haven't even touched on a big part, which is I still fully expect that Odell Beckham is going to be making an appearance and siphoning away oh, okay. a lot of those those targets. And I I think he's back with the team probably later in the season. You know, you're probably talking you know, November, but that still gives you a good right. month, month and a half of, of Odell. You know, he looked great even, you know, because they had to use him and we're completely brushing off Van Jefferson. I mean, Tyler Boyd, Van Jefferson slash Odell Beckham um, comparison here, the the third guy siphoning away targets. I think there, I think there are a lot of other talking points there. Yeah, in- I, I let's get to the third. Let's get to the third option. Sure. After we wrap up, because I want to for this debate, but also for my own understanding of, of what you think is realistic. If yeah. Chase and Higgins both combined last year for 155 catches yep. and we give them, let's say they combine for another. An extra 50 catches. Yeah, that would be a lot, but also very attainable for sure that would give them around 200 to 205 combined catches. If you take away 20 to 30 from Cooper cup, Mm -hmm. then you're in that 205, 210 total catches. That's giving Robert Woods 85. So, and I looked at Robert Woods. It was that low. It really wasn't. His two, his 2021 pace was 85 catches. In 2020, he had 90 catches. 2019, right. 90 catches. Right. So he's averaging 88 catches. Yeah. With Sean McVay, I I, you know, I see Allen Robinson as a hundred catch guy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So is the 20 to 30? This is this is the point I'm making. Is I think it's volume versus speed and big plays. I think Cup and Allen Robinson are not giving you those burst plays. Um, Usually, whereas yeah. both Higgins and Chase can Explosive. and will give you those. Right. I, I agree. Can those and make I, up enough where the volume is not there? Probably. Uh, probably. You know, we see it. I mean, it's not super common, but you need like an outlier 20, 2019, you know, Chiefs team um, or something like that, where it's just like every game you get one or two of these 40, 50 yard bombs. And Jamar Chase just goes off. 
it's it's kind of you know it's going to happen exactly it's like one of those seasons where when you're watching you're like there's no way that jamar chase can give you another 35 point fantasy game and guess what he does it like time and time and time again so he just had 13 touchdowns and higgins had six right i would be shocked if chase did not have 13 at least again i think yeah i think it doesn't easy and i think t higgins could very easily turn six into 10 to 12 yeah i completely agree i mean me and Allen robinson score 13 touchdowns I think that's definitely the top range of his range of outcomes, just given the volume of that offense. Um, I don't think it's likely. You know, Allen Robinson, we're, it's not like there are no questions about Allen Robinson. Like, we have that's to true. see. We have to see, okay, was it literally just a terrible Bears offense or was he really just, you know, kind of losing a half a step? You know, he's 29. Darnell Mooney was killing it. Darnell Mooney is you know, in the same offense. So exactly. Was so it more an Allen Robinson thing. We're going to find out, you know, this, this offense as these top end teams go, it's either going to be really good or really disappointing. Um, So Cooper cup, I think safe to say given health, he's going to be in that a hundred, 130, 140, probably, I, you know what? 120, 130 catch range. Um, yeah. I don't see his volume fall. I mean, he had 100, what, like 80, 195 targets or something like that. Right. I think it's probably going to fall down to like the 160s, 170s um, because they just love throwing it to him so much that the whole offense revolves around him. But I think he's going to be safe in terms of where he finishes. I just think Jamar Chase doesn't need to get that type of volume. I think he'll see an increase. But like you said, those explosive plays, the consistency, like they make up so much. They they just they make a huge difference. And we're talking fantasy points at the end of the day. Right. I think the touchdowns can be there. I think just you're talking two high end offenses. Um, I just like the Do you like those those type of players in general? Does that lead oh, you yeah. to think like you like the guys that can go for thirty five? Mm-hmm. Whereas I'll take Allen Robinson's 15 to 18 that he gives me every week, which I don't know that he will, but he's been that kind of guy in his career. If I can draft Jamar chase and Allen Robinson in the same draft, um, I, I think that's a solid strategy. I think I'm sitting here saying draft two good wide receivers. It's a good idea. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I like him. So I'm really, some really good. (laughs) Yeah. Some really deep analysis right here. But what I'm saying is that, you're kind of, I mean, if Cooper Cup's not firing, Allen Robinson probably is having a good game, hopefully. It, the percentage just, yeah. of team targets was a lot different than I thought. I yeah. thought when we looked at the Bengals, and this is this is how Tyler Boyd gets forgotten. Chase and Higgins combined for mm-hmm. 42% of the team targets. Yeah. Combined. I, you would think that's a lot. That is a lot. Cup and Woods, 53% of the team targets. So that you know, is a McVeigh thing. The third option there is just the deep shot. The, and Jefferson's not getting peppered with anything. Whereas right. Tyler Boyd, if you look at Tyler Boyd, just over the last four years, 94 targets, 110 mm-hmm. targets, 148 yeah. targets, 108. I mean, that's who he is. He's going to get 90 I'm, targets next year. He's I'm not trying to think of another, like, other than Devontae Adams, 
which we can all agree has taken a step back in situation. There's no other wide receiver that is going to be like Cooper Cup this year. That I mean, Jamar Chase has that potential. He's the only other guy I see that has that potential to be just they can't keep throwing at him, but they do. They just that's right. their offense. Throw to Jamar, throw to Cooper, just keep on peppering him. And because it works. I CD those Lamb. are the both call. Hmm. I could because he's really going to be their only truly healthy option. I I'm not going to shut the door. He's like a like a sleeper option to be uh, a true to do what cup to do what cup just did. You need all three. You need the yeah. five to eight yards. You need the twenty yeah. to thirty thirty yards where you can go up and get it. Right, and you need the touchdowns. DeAndre you Hopkins to be is that type of guy. They're this every is young DeAndre guy. Hopkins. I don't hate that. That's actually who I had him comp to when he's coming out. So, um, Both I could it. see that. I could see that. That's. Overall wide receiver one. Ooh. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, with 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 Kirk Cousins throwing on the ball, I, I could see it. Um. Yeah, what? I said it. Yeah, I said it. Oh man, I live yeah, in I Dallas. That it. one's a little. That one's a little <laughs> harsh. Um. But I just, I, I mean, I'm argu- I'm sitting here arguing against Cooper Cup. It, he's great. He's gonna probably light the world on fire again. Um. But I think Chase. Tyler Boyd has to take a massive step down. And by massive, I mean his 70 to, to 90 catches is going to mm-hmm. have to fall to 50. And I, I just don't know that it I will because he's always there. He is. And they like to spread it out. So they run a lot of 11 personnel. I mean, one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. So, yeah, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say Tyler Boyd won't be a thing. But I think Jamar Chase, as crazy as it's going to sound, I think he still has another gear that you can kind of. I put agree. Him He's into. been chilling. And you know what? I think we're going to see something special with him and T. Higgins. We haven't even really talked a ton about T. Higgins other than he plays with Jamar Chase. But T. Higgins, in his own right, can be a top 12 wide receiver um, when Jamar Chase is going to be top five easily. And we've seen it. We, me and you talked about it. Like You're like, ah, that doesn't happen. But ironically Probably enough, will. The, the last team that did it was the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, so back in 2013, it it happens. You know, uh, you just need, again, you need Cooper Cup not to go nuclear again. And you need Jamar Chase to take a step up. And that's how you see these guys become the wide receiver overall one. Uh, in the league i think that's how we're gonna see it is there a path for higgins and chase to close the gap significantly volume wise to where cup and we to where we think cup and robinson will be outside of tyler boyd not taking a huge step back yeah absolutely because we could see- can joe burrow throw 40 times per game yeah yeah, I don't think Zach, I don't think their their coach. Uh, I can't I can't remember his last name. I know his first name is Zach. Uh, Taylor. Um, Zach Taylor. Uh, I don't think Zach Taylor wants to throw it that much. I think they really like what they have in Joe Mixon as well. But I, I mean, when you've got someone like Joe throwing the ball that way, and the way that that offense has has been going, I think giving him time. You're going to see some special that's huge, stuff. That's an under-talked about, and you mentioned it earlier, but not running for your life changes a lot. Let me put it in perspective this way, <laughs> because if your whole thing, game is different, if there's one thing I want people to, to realize, it's this, okay? 
Joe Burrow threw for 4,600 yards and 34 touchdowns, and he was protected at the 31st best rate in the NFL last year. Okay. There's a lot of room for a historic season. In perspective, Matt Stafford was number 10. He had the 10th best protection in the league. Matt, Matt was living good. He's paid his dues, though, with that O-line. He's paid his that, dues in Detroit. Exactly. So, so that's why He's I like, say, oh, I know what that feels like. Right. That's why I say I think Joe Burrow legitimately has the potential to go for 40-plus, 45 touchdowns next year. And top again, three top three ceiling. Travis, player. that's what's crazy. That's what's crazy. Like you look at the touchdown totals for those two guys that we talked about. That's an extra eleven touchdowns that then have to go somewhere. You know? Yeah. Like that's T though. I think you give two more to Chase, maybe four more, and then you give four sure. to six more to Higgins. Then you're talking like it is an eighteen touchdown game or an eighteen eighteen touchdown. Very year. realistic. Absolutely. Very realistic. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say it's a it's a lock, but T Higgins and Jamar Chase combining for thirty touchdowns is within the realm of possibilities. And I think that could be special next year. And I think that's something that could happen. I don't think either of us have been swayed one way or the other. I think I will openly admit I, my perspective on it has changed to where I feel less confident that that's what we want. Chase Break it down. That, that Chase and Higgins can't take that volume jump. I think they can. Right. right. Um, I think if something were to happen to Tyler Boyd, whether that is a trade or an injury, then the, the roof comes off for those two guys. Oh, absolutely. They, they become absolutely. the 53%, 55% target share that I expect Cup and, and Robinson to be. Mm-hmm. But in conclusion, um, I'm going to stick with the Rams for now. I think Burrow spreads it around a little bit more than Stafford does, and volume is king. I'm always going to take the volume, guys. And fun fact, Allen Robinson is just two inches, not even two inches shorter than Calvin Johnson. And Matt Stafford, he made him pretty good. Did you just say Matt Stafford <laughs> made Calvin Johnson pretty good? <laughs> just I, if, you're, if you're paying attention. I here. apologize to our listeners. <laughs> oh, I apologize. Everybody, everybody just took their head, their head, uh, like, headphones out and threw them on the ground. Get out of here. I'm done with this guy. Oh, wow. What a Dustin, what a give me your 30-second closure here. Um, You know what? To, it's just a, such a young team. And, I mean, you've got the old Wiley vets in L.A. And you've got the young talent. We're all, of course, talking about perfect scenarios. But I think uh, you're taking, a honestly, a, a borderline great offense already in the Bengals. And you've only made them better. Um, just allows you to do so much more. And you're going to see... This entire offense just blossom. I don't see, um, I don't see that team having a lot of struggles, and it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch. I, a lot of question marks for L, for LA, um, and I just just not at wide receiver one and wide receiver two. Sure, <laughs> just that, like the people who have to. Allen Robinson has a lot more question marks than the other three guys. That is for sure. You know what the you know what the Rams don't have questions on is their defense. And I think that's going to uh, make it to oh, where we got the, the ball back already. <laughs> We're in the I red think, zone again. <laughs> I think the Rams aren't going to have to be in shootouts all the time. Uh, yeah. Not that they were really, but like you've lost Russell Wilson in that division. Um, Kyler Murray is still on the Cardinals. 
the 49ers are probably losing Debo Samuel. It's like that that division is losing power, whereas the Bengals are in a division where it's going to have to be offense, offense, offense. Um, and yeah. you're going to have to score to keep up with these these other good teams. Exactly. You have Deshaun Watson now. You've got <laughs> Lamar Jackson. You have the Steelers players. And you're gonna have you're gonna have to play well. Um so the Bengals That's a good think, debate there. Yeah, for sure. Um, stay, yeah, stay tuned next time to when we talk about who has the better career, Mitch Trubisky or Ben Roethlisberger. So, um, <laughs> oh my yeah, hard hitting debates. I like that. I think we should, we should do more of this, uh, this For guy sure. and this guy and it does, they don't have to be on the same team. I think it'd be fun if we pair yeah. a running back and a receiver or, or two guys on different teams. I'm just um, going to come out and say it right now, Travis. There's a lot uh, of flexibility there. I want, I want to put this out there. Um, for people, I've already decided I'm doing it. I'm going to be doing a live stream for the NFL draft for the hell second yes day, for the second day of the NFL draft rounds two and three. I will be doing a live stream reactions. We're going to be having fun here, and it's going to be something that you know what I might bring some some people on. We'll see what we can get, but you will see my face. You will see me talking about my favorite draft spots. Me absolutely freaking news. out when Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker are drafted. So stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of fun. Travis, do you have anything left to say to our, our loyal listeners here? CeeDee Lamb, number one overall fantasy receiver in 2022 as of April 20th. <laughs> okay. Uh, 420, and subject, Travis has been change. celebrating early today. So I want to thank you guys for listening episode 49 in the books remember everyone the draft is right around the corner i hope you've been good roger goodell bringing you some gifts remember everyone losing sucks don't do it